Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of August 4, 2019. We're so glad you're with us this week. July was a bit hectic, and just to catch you up on what's been happening, or not happening as the case may be, there was no sound prints for the week of July 7 because of the ACB National Conference and Convention in Rochester. There was a July 14 sound prints, which was posted as a podcast and was downloadable from the KCB website. It also was mailed on CD to those listeners, but to the best of our knowledge, it never aired on ACB radio. The program was a review of the elections of the ACB convention, including nominations, some of the voting, and the very emotional acceptance speeches of some of the new officers in ACB. You can hear that program by visiting www.kentucky-acb.org and following the Soundprints link. The July 21 program, all about pet care, first aid, and nutrition, presented by the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana, originally at a GLCB roundabout on July 19, has been distributed to everyone. There was no new program for July 28, following the KSB conference and reunion. That brings us up to date. And on page 2, Jeff Bishop, from the ACB Board of Directors and the ACB Radio Management Team, will be joining us to talk more about what is happening on ACB Radio. Listen for some big changes happening now. The 74th Annual Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Conference and Reunion took place on July 26 and 27, and it was a terrific weekend. Good food, friends we hadn't seen in a long time, and a weekend packed with great activities all combined to make the reunion special. Aaron Reed and Stephen Bouquet from the class of 2009 received special 10-year leather keychains with the Kentucky School for the Blind alumni logo on them. Chris Simmons, John Saylor, Jennifer Pearl, and Tim Davis from the 1994 class received their 25-year pins, and Deanna Scoggins and Ethel Bray received 50-year alumni pins, all at the Saturday Night Championship Banquet. The 2019-2020 Alumni Board consists of Adam Rushevel, President, Debbie Detheridge, First Vice President, Shirley Stiver, Second Vice President, Jonathan McCarty, Third Vice President, Deanna Scoggins, Secretary, Carla Rushevel, Treasurer, and Farmer Brock, Joey Couch, Kenny Jones, and Eric Stamm, Directors. The theme for the weekend was KSB Sports, and you'll hear part of current KSB Athletic Director Jessica Belcher's presentation from the... Friday evening training table barbecue on page 3. And on page 4 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. I'm speaking with Jeff Bishop, who is a member of the ACB Board of Directors. He's currently living in Kirkland, Washington. Um, But we're not talking tonight about his role as a member of the board. We are talking tonight about his role with ACB Radio, and there have been a lot of changes with ACB Radio in a very short period of time, and rather than try to rehash them as an introduction, I'm going to just have Jeff uh, come in and talk to us about what's going on, the changes we're going to be seeing, and a lot of excitement in ACB Radio. So welcome, Jeff, and first of all, tell us 
give us the bad news first, and then we'll go to the good news. All right, let's do that. So, first of all, thank you, Carla, for having me. It's very much appreciated. Uh, we, uh, we've had a, a member of staff here uh, for ACB for a really long time who has been serving us really well, uh, that being Larry Turnbull. He's the managing director for uh, ACB Radio and does a bunch of the IT infrastructure work for, for ACB. Sadly, Larry is on uh, medical leave right now, and uh, I, we don't want to necessarily, for privacy reasons, go into all those details. But I just want to really say that, um, Larry, we love you. We care uh, a lot about you. And uh, please, everyone, send your uh, most sincerest prayers and good wishes for Larry as he uh, deals with a pretty serious you know, medical issue. Right. So let's get off of that because that's kind of sad, and you know, and uh, but but we're we're praying for you, buddy. Right. All right. So, um, you know, we all went to conventions and uh, we had a great time. My wife was there, and uh, parts of the things that I worked on at convention was to meet with the board of publications and others to talk about what do we want to do about ACB radio and what what do we as an organization feel ACB radio's position is within our organization. And I've been thinking about this for a really long time. And, you know, what we, what we need to do is we need to put the ACB and ACB radio front and center. Absolutely. Because that's really what it's all about, right? Right. So, so uh, that's what we're doing. So we have a, we have a team who is, is working really, really hard. That team consists of myself, Debbie Hazelton, Jason Castingway. And uh, Rick Morin has also been helping us with a lot of scheduling and, and a lot of spreadsheet work and uh, some audiovisual stuff, too. So he is, is definitely appreciated. But the core team is the three of us. And um, we, we wanted to work really hard on trying to reshape the ACB radio mainstream schedule. So we've done that. And it's going to re be released soon probably uh, a little bit after you, you hear this. And so you're going to want to really pay close attention to some emails that are sent out to lots of different announced lists, as well as look at the ACB radio website. The schedule will be revised there and, and all of that. So uh, what we're doing is, is we're, we're removing a, a, a lot of the radio reading service content that we were airing on ACB radio mainstream. And we're, sort of putting a lot of our existing content front and center. But we have a lot of room for growth here, too. And what does that really mean? Well, it means that those affiliates or members who want to produce a show or, or have ideas about things that they want to get out there, then let's help and hold hands together across the divide here and make it work. So. You don't have to have production skills. We can, you know, find the resources to get that done. We just need you to be the voice of what you want to represent. So put your thinking caps on and come up with some ideas. Talk with us. You can email us at support at acb.org. That's support at acb.org. And we're happy to, to engage you on some ideas on what you would like to actually um, have, you know, on, on ACB radio. Let me stop you just a second and ask yeah. you, uh, about this while we're talking about affiliates or 
even chapters, maybe even doing yep, a real active chapter could do could do something. Um, while we're talking about that, let let's talk about the frequency that you know. Sometimes people say, "Oh, I could get something together," but it, it's not as if you just do it two or three times and then it's done, or it gets old. Yeah. Or, well, it's no fun yeah. anymore. Um, right. You know, this would be um, a long-term commitment. Yes, it would be. Yes, but are you are you um, thinking in terms of a group getting something together? You know, once a month or twice a month. You know, sound prints we do it once a week. Um, yeah. But would would you would a group or should a group think in terms of once a week? Uh, are there parameters there that you would ideally like to see? Well, I mean, it really depends on on what they want to do. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we'll take we'll take either monthly or weekly. That that's fine. Weekly is better because it keeps content fresh. Right. Um, th- th- there's lots of great services out there like Zoom. So you know, if you can get on an iPhone or 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 get on a computer and and join a Zoom conference and have that recorded it and, and and get us a file, that's all we need. You know, we can mm-hmm. do all the editing and make you sound really you know great and and remove all your ahs and ums and you know really put together something that you think you think you would be proud to be have you know listened to so the technology is really out there you don't have to have a lot of equipment it, it's not an issue of lots of technical skills to be able to do this it's all about just you know putting together the messaging that you want to communicate I'm specifically thinking of a lot of our special interest affiliates but also chapters too because a lot of chapters produce content at their conventions and man we would love that we're, we're looking at lots of ideas about bringing some some content to, to mainstream as well things like you know a his, like a historical review you know acb and review kind of a show where we go back and we, we we pick key moments in history from conventions and other and other events and we make it similar to a magazine style you know so that you can <laughs> Go back and wow! I didn't know that happened back in two thousand and three. Jeff, are you oh talking gosh, of? I don't know that. I don't know that. You know that happened in nineteen ninety five. Jeff, are you talking about Adam's boxes of tapes here? Yes. <laughs> Digitize it, Adam. Go. We want it. <laughs> that would be great. Oh mercy! <laughs> so so yeah. So I, you know we're we're really open to all kinds of things because we really want ACB Radio to be the voice of of all of you. Because that's truly what it's designed to be, and and that's what's going to be put in front of everyone, front and center. So we're going to be pushing this theme really, really hard. We have lots of plans for later in the year, and we've got some interesting things that we're looking at for the beginning of the new year. It's 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 2020 next year, and so we're we're trying to come up with some cute messaging to to really kick that off. Uh, we think we've got a few ideas centered around that, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be kind of fun, but. Uh, you know, I, I just mentioned a little bit earlier, there's there's some things that are changing on the schedule for sound prints on mainstream. So yes. Let's talk about that, shall okay. we? Okay, sure. Okay, let's talk about the schedule. We're going to show you where sound prints is in the schedule. You know, before we would take a, a block of, of shows and they would repeat over uh, the, the day, throughout the day, and that's how the programming was done in the past. And we're really looking at this a lot differently now. So let's give you an example of the schedule as it would relate to sound prints. 
Carla is looking at airing the new episodes of Sound Prince. This is still subject to change, but we'll describe to you all of the times that Sound Prince will air, and then you'll just we'll just have to let you know exactly where the new ones will fit. But Sound Prince will air on Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, and then it will air at 1 a.m. and then. Again, it will air on Friday, so 1 a.m. in the morning on Friday, and then it will repeat on Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Eastern. Now you're thinking, well, why are you doing that? Well, if you look at some of the other days in our schedule, it makes some sense here. So let's take a look at at Sunday, for example. Sunday, Sound Prince will air at 8 p.m. Pacific excuse me, 8 p.m. Eastern and 11 p.m. Eastern. So look at that, see? So when we produce promos, now we can talk about it because the times will be the same whether you're looking at at Pacific time or Eastern time, right? So we kind of did this on purpose. And then on Monday, the shows repeat at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Eastern time on Monday. So that's just an example of how things are sort of fitting together in the schedule. We took a look at building a prime time lineup for each day, which is in a three-hour block, and the three-hour block repeats. And then we put other content around that throughout the day. So again, take a look at the schedule as we will be posting it both on our email list as well as uh, on the ACB radio website. So there's a lot of change here, and you know we're not going to necessarily get this schedule right. This is where all of you need to provide feedback to us about what you like and you don't like, and we can move things around. It's pretty easy to do. So definitely, you know, use that email address, support at acb.org. It's the best way to reach us. Uh, that's uh, the one that you'll want to use and get feedback to us. So I, I think uh, you know we're real excited about the changes. There's a lot of activity going on right now, and we're just working really, really hard to uh, get get everything done. Okay, and then let's see. Isn't uh, we're also airing on another day? I think, aren't we? Uh, we are. Thursday. Yeah. We're airing on Wednesday as well. Mm-hmm. And Wednesday is at four and seven a.m. and p.m. Mm-hmm. So, okay. you know, if you're if you uh, are a night owl. Or if you're uh, in the car and you're driving home from work, or if you're uh, sitting down at dinner time or, or doing your dishes, mm-hmm. you can turn on sound prints. So you'll basically have three-hour blocks in here. Yeah, Instead what of what's really good here is that um, you're reaching people at different times during the day, mm-hmm. and also that the blocks appear from day to day to be consistent, whereas in the past, sometimes the blocks were three hours, sometimes they were two hours, and on other days they were four hours. And so yeah. you never were sure where that repeat was going to be happening. Yeah, now there, there is one show that we have to do in a two-hour block mm-hmm. uh, because the shows are anywhere from 85 to, to you know, almost 100 Right. Minutes, 110 right. minutes long, and that's our braille form and e form. Right. And so, and so, because each issue is, you know, 
we don't know what the length will be. We have to account for it being exactly. that two-hour window just to make sure that we have stuff there. Right. But we have plans for that, too. We have plans to make sure that there's content that fills in that gap. That mm-hmm. won't be the case initially, but we have plans to fix that, too. So yes. um, we, we, we've got a lot of, a lot of ideas centered around this. Right. So, right. Yep. Well, I think this is going to be a really great change for ACB Radio. Um, you know, in our case, with Soundprints, we've been airing basically 12 repeats um, Sunday night from 10 a.m. 10 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Monday. But those 12 repeats have not actually been reaching as many people as they could because uh, if a person misses it, if, if they can't listen on in that particular time, then they've just missed it for the whole week. And I think right. that this, even though it's fewer actual airings, um, it, I think that it's going to be more practical. Uh, we're going to go to eight, looks like eight repeats rather than 12, but they are much more reachable, I think, for more people. I would bet that that's going to be true for almost all of the shows. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Yeah. Uh, there are some that that repeat more often um, mm-hmm. than than others, and we're we're working hard to kind of balance it out. So, Carla, if we look at the the actual lineup, like Sunday evening, okay, Sound Prince will air uh, at uh, eight o'clock, mm-hmm. and that's for an hour as usual. Right. And then we have Braille Forum and E Forum at nine to eleven. Mm-hmm. And then we repeat sound prints mm-hmm. at, a lo- at 11 to 12. Mm-hmm. And then we then we repeat the remainder of the lineup block at midnight mm-hmm. at, from 12 until 2. Mm-hmm. So, so that works out for those on the West Coast for 5 and 8. Yes. So, it, yes. so what we're planning on doing is, you know, trying to keep the promos tight so that we say, you know, Sound prints can be first heard at whatever time you you pick. That's just an example here. I think this is going to be really, it's going to be fun. Um, There's going to be some, um, there's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see how other programs start coming in. And you know when ACB Radio just first began years ago, Mm-hmm. A lot of it, it was a lot of ACB radio stuff, and and we've just kind of gotten away from that. And I'm really glad we're getting back to, or trying to get back to, a lot of shows about ACB and blindness, strictly about you know blindness issues, or things that touch, that touch blind people, things that are produced by our affiliates, chapters, and other entities. I mean, I could see committees doing things there there's just so much oh, space here and a lot of their and a lot of their uh committee calls are recorded mm-hmm. you know and some of those are pretty important and so it would be good to actually have maybe even some of that content so we're going to be reaching out to committees too right to talk to them about hey you know uh like the libraries without walls mm-hmm. we would love to maybe get some of that content mm-hmm. uh and be able to use that here mm-hmm. uh, on atv radio we are bringing uh, the Accessible World Technology Show here to mainstream as well. Mm-hmm. And there's a number of reasons for that. They're, they're a partner of ours. They're, uh, you know, uh, Bob Acosta 
is someone who is a someone who contributes to, to ACB significantly in their holiday auctions. And, right. And um, you know, and that's 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 his big baby. You know, accessible world, and uh, <laughs> they produce a lot of great content, and they bring a lot of vendors to 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 their show. And so we're going to be airing that. And then the developer of uh, ACB Link, the uh, the iAccessibility company, produces a, a, tech, a weekly technology show. And we're going to be bringing that to you as well, which is a very interesting mix of bringing you the latest in technology news, but also a pretty interesting topic. For example, this week they're going to be talking about the issues around Siri and whether whether people should be listening in on what we are talking to, you know, our F lady about when we're actually using the device mm -hmm. and how, you know, privacy is playing a role in our world. Mm -hmm. And so lots of, lots of really great content and, you know, we're, we're hoping to bring more of it to you. And, and so just bring those ideas to us because really that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. It's all about what, what your needs are, what you would like to see out of the programming on ACV radio that that that's uh, you know what will drive you to come and listen. So you know, bring your ideas, bring your bring your thoughts, and share them. Right. Well, everyone, watch the email list. Watch for announcements. We'll certainly be trying to keep up with the announcements here on Soundprints um, because each of us that does a show on ACB Radio. Um, we have some unique listeners. We also, in, in the case of Soundprints, um, have it out there as a podcast and also even send out about 100 CDs in, in just a CD format, Jeff, every week to people that usually are not listening um, on ACB radio. So there's all kinds of ways that we reach people and um, want to help get the word out and bring the excitement into ACB Radio again. Thank you so much for being with us, and uh, we look forward to hearing a lot more. Thank you, Carla. Page three. Hello, this is Adam. We're going to go ahead and get started with our program. Our guest uh, speaker tonight is Jessica Belcher, and she is the athletic director at the Kentucky School for the Blind. She has uh, quite a background uh, in, in sports and activities, uh, both in education and just in other jobs and uh, family experience. Uh, when I was talking to her just now, uh, we, we were saying that she uh, went to Campbellsville uh, University and then um, had thought about transferring to Western, but didn't do it. And her, her mother tried to talk her out of becoming a teacher, but she went ahead and did that. Ended up at Eastern Kentucky. I went to the Founders Day program this year uh, for the purpose of the uh, Langan Award, the Paul J. Langan Award. And as part of the program for the Founders Day, Jessica gave a really good uh, presentation on this past school year's accomplishments in, in sports and then uh, a lot of good history about the school's sports. And, you know, I couldn't help thinking to myself, our alumni needs to hear that, uh, former students and so on, because uh, we, we do have a lot of good experience uh, 
with sports at KSB and makes you proud of it to, when you have a chance to hear what's going on. So I hope you enjoy Jessica as much as I did at the Founders Day and, and as I expect you tonight. So Jessica. All right, well, thank you, Adam. Um, so, as Adam said, uh, my name is Jessica Belcher, and I am the current athletic director at Kentucky School for the Blind. Um, I'm starting my fifth year of teaching at KSB and my second year as the athletic director. Um, so, and my third year as the head, or I'm sorry, my going into my fourth year as the head coach of the forensics team. Um, so, I have. Um, I've had a lot of learning curves this year and a lot of um, different experiences, and it's just been an exceptional year. And the one thing I was nervous about is as I going into a fourth-year forensics coach, I guess, um, I guess my speech has to be rather exceptional, correct? Yeah. <laughs> I debated about what I wanted to talk about with you all. Um, I decided to kind of take the Founders Day speech and... Um, adjusted a little bit just to talk about our current school year and to and moving forward with what uh, awesome things we have coming up. So um, I am extremely honored and humbled to be here and have this opportunity to speak with you all today. Um, as most of you know, since the establishment of the NCASB in 1956, KSB has won 46 conference championships. Uh, we had two in boys go ball nine in boys track, five in girls swimming, 13 in wrestling, and four, I'm sorry, 15 in cheerleading. Um, that gives us currently a total of 44 of the 46 championships that bring us up to this present school year. So in the 2018-19 school year, it was definitely a banner year for KSB Athletics. 26 student athletes represented KSB throughout various tournaments, events, bringing home several awards, medals, and recognitions. In the months of August and September of 2018, we had 11 student athletes compete in our varsity track program. Uh, students competed in an invitational meet at the Tennessee School for the Blind in Nashville and the 2018 Track and Field Conference Championships at The Ohio State School for the Blind in Columbus. The boys track team had five student athletes ranging from grades 7 to 12. Um, we did only graduate one, so we're bringing the four of them back. Uh, the team finished in sixth place overall. Among the team, the boys track brought home six individual medals in Class 3B uh, con, uh, mixed tandem, Class B long jump, Class C triple jump, Class B 60-meter dash, and the Class B shot put. The 2018 girls varsity track team had six student athletes. They ranged also from grades 7 to 12. Uh, we graduated one girls track member, so we got a great team coming back. Um, and I know of a soon-to-be seventh grader that we're working on really hard to uh, join the track team, so we hopefully will have at least six, if not more, girls this coming year. Um, awesomely enough, these six ladies were crowned the 2018 NCASB Girls Track and Field Champions, bringing home the first-ever Girls Track Championship in KSB history. They were phenomenal. So among the team, they brought home 15 individual medals. 
Um, they had one in the 4x200 tandem relay, the class, uh, class A three con, class A shot put, the mixed tandem, the class C long jump, the class A 1200 meter, the class B long jump, class A triple jump, class C 1600 meter, class A long jump, class C 60 meter dash, class A 60 meter dash, class C triple jump, class A 600 meter dash, and the class C 800 meter run. Um, they, they did phenomenal, and we are looking forward to hopefully bringing home a second conference championship this coming school year. In October uh, of 2018, we had 11 student athletes compete in our varsity goalball program. Students competed at an invitational meet at Tennessee School for the Blind and at the 2018 NCASB goalball invitational meet at Missouri School for the Blind. Uh, the Eight, the 2018 boys goalball team had six student athletes ranging from grades 7 to 12, um, and I think we graduated one of those. And um, the boys team placed seventh overall, and the 2018 girls team had five student athletes ranging grades 10 to 12, and they placed six overall. And we only lost one of our girls team, so hopefully um, – and and – for our goalball teams, we had a lot of first-year goalball players, um, so hopefully this next year we'll bring them back and, and maybe get to bring home a medal this year. In December and January, we had 13 student athletes compete in our varsity wrestling and cheerleading program. Students competed in an invitational meet at Indiana School for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Indianapolis, and then at the 2019 NCASB Wrestling and Cheerleading Championships at the Illinois School for the Visually Impaired, which is in Jacksonville, Illinois. Um, so it was fun to drive to Illinois in January when it snowed, <laughs> as you all probably know. <laughs> um, the 2019 varsity wrestling team had three student athletes. They ranged from grades 7 to 11. Um, our seventh grader, placed fourth in his weight class, so we were very proud of him. And then we had one other wrestler that placed um, ninth in the 120 weight class. Um, and then our third wrestler unfortunately got hurt the week of conference, um, so they went um, and cheered the team on and, uh, and did a great job being just moral support and helping out um, at conference. And then our 2019 varsity cheerleading squad had 11 cheerleaders, so we had 10 cheerleaders and an alternate. Um, our alternate was also on the wrestling team, and they ranged from grades 7 to 12. The varsity cheerleading squad brought home the 2019 NCASB Conference Cheerleading Championship. And in looking back, this is the first cheerleading championship we have had since the year 2000 and to make Miss Belcher the athletic director feel old we realized that not a single member on the team was alive the last time we won the NCASB championship so yeah that, that was a good little tidbit to learn one day while we were in the gym um, along with our um conference championship, we also brought home um, the NCASB Outstanding Cheerleader, Mr. our senior Mr. Corbin Grable, and sophomore Lex Ferguson's first year on the team brought home the NCASB Outstanding Mascot. 
And um, funny enough, uh, tidbit, side note, um, we didn't know that the mascot had to have a routine to compete in the outstanding mascot competition. And so um, I'm not sure how they didn't know that, but they, they were like, oh, no, you just kind of play around all weekend, and then they vote. Um, so he went out there with nothing prepped and still brought home the outstanding mascot. So props to Lex. <laughs> um, in February, we were fortunate enough to have WHAS 11 sports commentator Whitney Harding, Harding contact us um, because she drove by the school and saw... Um, our wonderful sign out front that said we won the cheerleading championship. So she came and did a great piece on the cheerleaders, um, even got out there and did cartwheels with some of the kids after it was over. Um, and so if you haven't had a chance to check out that news clip, um, it is actually, there is a link to it on our athletic page, um, both under athletic news and the cheerleading page. And if it's not on the cheerleading page, it will be there before the weekend's over. I'm still working on updating the website. Um, and then in May, um, the conference voted against me. I guess they thought I was a newbie so they could do it, and they moved our conference championships to Derby weekend because, they, you know, nobody understands. And so we took 13 student athletes to the varsity swim and forensics competition. Um, the, uh, it was at Indiana School for the Blind. That is the only competition we had in swimming and forensics this year. Um, so we, we had lots of time to practice for it. Um, the varsity forensics team had started out with nine participants, and by conference we were down to three participants. Um, so our three participants were one ninth grader and two twelfth graders. Um, they placed ninth overall, which I was very proud of them for, and we got a fourth place, a fifth place, and a sixth place individual award in each of their categories. And then... Um, Senior Terrence Seif um, is the daughter of Jane Seif, for those of you that may know her. Um, she was awarded the Dr. Robert H. Thompson Award for Excellence, um, which I am told is one of the highest honors and distinctions you can get in the NCASB conference. Um, so I was extremely proud of her for her accomplishment and for being chosen for that award. And she'd be really mad at me if she knew I was telling you all this right now. Um, <laughs> she, she doesn't like the recognition. So, um, And then our varsity swim team had 11 student athletes, which is one of the larger swim teams we've had. I had to actually buy new swimsuits because we didn't have enough to outfit our team. Um, and they placed fifth overall, both boys team and girls team. And I was going to pull up all the individual awards for you all, and I cannot find my swim stats from conference, so just know they did really well. <laughs> so I'm really proud of all the hard work and success that our student athletes accomplished this year. Um, so as we roll into the 1920 school year, I just I strive really hard to continue to build on that success that we brought in this past school year and to build on the success of our storied history of KSB athletics. So to kind of go back to what Adam was talking about, I'm going to give you a little bit of background so you can see how crazy passionate I am about this job. Um, I grew up in a sports-crazed home. My brother um, is currently an assistant for the U.K. football team. 
He uh, has worked on the sideline of a football field since he was four years old, I think. Um, he started out as a ball boy and then worked his way up um, to be a manager when he got to high school and then did that through college and then UK created this position for him because he did such an awesome job. And then he decided to marry the first base coach for the UK softball team. So then we get more sports crazed people in our family. Um, my Oh, and she is also a member of the USA national softball team. So um, I don't rank anywhere in my family anymore, if, if you all can't tell. Um, my mother was a cheerleading coach for 12 years, and then she became a forensics coach for the next 12 years. Um, my dad volunteers his time to help paint uh, the football field in Danville for Friday night home games at Admiral Stadium. And um, I never go home without some type of sports show, ball game, or something on TV. There's always yelling at the house. Um, he is a diehard UK basketball fan, but he'll only watch about three minutes of it, and then he turns it off because he says he jinxed them if he continues to watch it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> We're a, we're a very superstitious family, too, just to let you know. Uh, my brother, when um, UK starts winning, will not cut his hair until they lose. So, um, so the year that they, let's see, that one year Rich Brooks was there, and they were doing really, really well with, like, Tammy and Cobb and that group. My brother had a very long beard and very shaggy, wavy hair, to say the least. So... Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> he did. His, he, he started putting it in a mohawk. It grew so long, Carla. Um, so to say the least, I grew up, you know, always engulfed in sports. Um, so I love sports as much as the rest of my family. Um, I grew up in Titletown. We, you know, we, we have 10 um, football championships at the high school that I went to. Um, while in high school, that school out the road, I think they call it Boyle County maybe, it started getting state championships too. Um, you know, whatever, good for them. Um, but uh, I was not ever given a natural ability to excel as an athlete. Um, I tried my hand at soccer my junior year of high school and realized that it involved a lot of running, and I, I don't like to run. So um, I, I, didn't, I didn't last very long in soccer. But I got into managing, so I managed baseball and football. Um, I did three years of baseball in high school. My senior year, I started with the football team, uh, carried over into my college career at Campbellsville, so I managed all four years at Campbellsville um, for the great uh, Coach Ron Finley. I don't know if anybody knows him, but he was an amazing man. Um, and then um, while at Campbellsville my senior year, I got in with the sports information director and worked um, as an intern for him, which then led me to get my master's degree in sports administration. I wanted to be a sports information director um, and didn't know any of the good old boys, so couldn't get in that good old boys club. Um, so when I started looking for another outlet to, uh, to another position, I kind of fell into teaching. Um, and I, I grew up in the deaf community, um, and so I was fortunate enough to meet a lady in my hometown that taught students with visual impairments. Um, I became overly, overly enamored with what she did, 
and um, started going once a week to her Braille lessons and learning Braille on my own um, before entering the UK program and then slowly making my way uh, four years ago to Kentucky School for the Blind, which I will say was always my end goal when I started um, working on my teaching for the visually impaired. Um, so I am so excited to have this role in athletics. Um, I have such great ideas and plans for the future. And I was joking with Kenny earlier that, you know, the great thing about ideas is some of them work, some of them don't. Um, so just to kind of give you a, uh, a four shadow of what's to come. Um, this next school year, uh, we have uh, lots of things on the docket. Uh, track and field will be at Tennessee and Indiana. Um, and then, of course, on October 3rd, we'll have the annual Bill Roby Games here at Kentucky School for the Blind. Um, Go Ball is going to participate at um, Tennessee. Then we're going to have a day meet October 23rd, um, which we would love for lots of people to come out and support our team. Right now, we're playing Tennessee School for the Blind. Don't know if anybody else will show up, but it should be a good time. And then uh, we'll go to conference in Missouri again in November. Um, our wrestling and cheer teams will be at Tennessee, Indiana. And then we get to make the long trek at the end of January to Arkansas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Um, so that should be fun. Hopefully I don't have to drive. Um, and then in March, we are fortunate that it is our year. I don't know if I'm fortunate, but KSB is fortunate. It is our year to host the Little NC's Junior Varsity Tournament. Um, so we will have schools from Indi or we will have teams from Indiana and Ohio and potentially Tennessee. They have requested to come this year um, to participate in the junior varsity sports for go ball, cheer, swimming, and um, I'm missing one wrestling. How can I miss wrestling? And then um, swimming in forensics this year, we um, will be at Ohio State School for the Blind, and then they did it to me again because they don't care about derby. Derby weekend will be in Tennessee for a conference. So um, with all of that, hopefully we will repeat some of our conference championships and hopefully we'll bring home some more. I'm all about the gold. I like the trophy. So uh, working hard on the students. Uh, students are really excited. I met with them at the end of the year, um, asked them what they wanted, uh, what we could do better, what we did really bad, um, what they really liked. And so I think we have a good plan moving forward. Um, we will, uh, we will be hosting in 2021 the NCASB Wrestling and Cheerleading Conference again. Um, so Carla, just look soon in the next year or so. I'll be sending you an email to send out about anybody that wants to volunteer. I will take anyone and everyone. Um, I'm also looking at lots of ways to do fundraising. Um, as all of you know, um, athletics kind of always gets put on the back burner. Um, so money's always tight with us having to travel everywhere we go. Um, so I've come up with some great ideas. Now, whether or not they come to fruition, um, we'll see. But um, I would love to try and host a trivia night. Sounds like maybe I can get Kenny to MC it for me. I am currently working on trying to build an athletic history um, that we can keep at the school um, just with records, um, teams that won, members of those teams. 
who placed what, what year, and what sport. Um, because when I went looking for that on Founders Day, the information is very sparse. And just with such a rich history that we have, I really want that somewhere documented so that students and people to come down the, down the way will be able to go back and look at all of the awesome things that um, many of you, you in this room have accomplished as well as many students to come. So I'm super passionate. So thank you all so much for letting me come and talk with you tonight. Okay. APH's Nearby Explorer is a full-featured GPS app for iOS and Android devices that empowers users to travel with confidence. It uses GPS and your phone's compass to speak real-time information about your surroundings, including millions of points of interest in the U.S. and Canada. Nearby Explorer is available on Google Play and on the App Store. Send to Braille is a free tool for creating a Braille file quickly in Windows. It adds a shortcut to your Send to Folder menu. Once installed, simply point to a file, right-click, select Send To, select Braille, to create a quick Braille file instantly. Download Send To Braille from the American Printing House for the Blind at tech.aph.org lt. Page 4. The Sound Prince Calendar. On August 6, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold a conference call meeting, which is for individuals statewide experiencing low vision. They are encouraged to ask questions, share tips, and offer comments. The phone number is 669-900-6833, and the access code is 3572-595-193. The call is at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, on August 8, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold a support group meeting in Louisville from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. This is a great activity for those who have begun to experience vision loss or for those who have had vision loss for several years. It's at United Crescent Hill Ministries. For more information, contact 502-895-4598. On August 9, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have a roundabout. Education and technology from 3.30 to 5, discussion time from 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, $6 per person, bargain table 7 to 7.30, bingo $2 a person from 7.30 to 9.30. Sign up by calling 502-895-4598. The activity is at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. On August 10, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its board meeting at 11 a.m. by telephone. The number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. On August 11, KCB Next Generation will have its chapter meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is the regular statewide monthly chapter meeting for visually impaired Kentuckians 40 and under. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595-193. On August 11, ACB Families will have its next business meeting and program at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. 
Participate from anywhere in the country by calling 712-432-3900 and entering code 796096. On August 13, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its meeting in Owensboro from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. They have a new meeting place. It is the Wesleyan Heights United Methodist Church, 1215 Sherm Road in Owensboro. Danny Wayne Beamer and D. Dodd from the Wabash Independent Living and Learning Center in Terre Haute, Indiana, will share information about effective lighting. For information on this meeting, call 270-684-4418 or 270-686-8689. On August 13, Savvy will have a board meeting at 7 p.m. Central Time on the phone line at 669-900-6833, enter code 3572-595-193. On August 14, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its telephone meeting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 605-475-4700 and enter code 155619. On August 14, the KCB PR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The phone number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. On August 16, the Greater Louisville Council of Blind will hold another roundabout. Education and Technology from 3.30 to 5, Discussion Time 5 to 6, Dinner 6 to 7, and Social and Leisure Activities from 7 until 9.30 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. For more information and to sign up, call 502-895-4598. On August 17, Savvy will have a booth at the Special Needs Expo in Owensboro from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Stop by their booth for information about visual impairment and to learn about Savvy at the Owensboro Convention Center, 501 West 2nd Street. August 18 will be a Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Board Meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern by phone. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. August 19, the Kentucky Council of Blind will have a board meeting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The number is 669-900-6833. Enter code 3572 On August 22, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold a support group meeting from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. in Louisville at United Crescent Hill Ministries. For more information, call 502-895-4598. On August 23, the Greater Louisville Council of Blind Roundabout will be from 3.30 until 9.30 p.m. Education and Technology from 3.30 to 5, Tip Sheet 5 to 5.30, Page Turners and Tri-State Library Users Meeting from 5.30 to 6, Dinner 6 to 7, $6 a person, KCB Next Generation Activity, and Games and Crafts from 7 until 9.30 at United Crescent Hill Ministries. For more information and to register, call 502-895-4598. 
August 24 is a Bards and Storytellers at the American Printing House for the Blind Museum. This is entitled Blind Faith from 1 to 3 p.m. Blind Faith follows David, a successful business executive, as he struggles to come to terms with his loss of vision. In particular, it focuses on the relationship between David and his daughter Anna, how it changes, how they change, what it's like to be a parent who is blind, and what it's like to have a blind father. Filmmaker Isabel Hill will introduce the film and moderate the post-film discussion. The event is free, but registration is required. Best for adults and older children. For more information, call the American Printing House Museum at 502-899-2213. On August 24, ACB Next Generation will have a Saturday night live hangout. This is for ACB members 40 and under throughout the country at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This Saturday night live this Saturday night chat focuses on a designated topic. For more information, contact Amanda Salm at 502-750-1774 or email her at alsmoot, S-M-O-O-T, 87 at gmail.com. Join the call by dialing 669-900-6833. On August 25, ACB families will have a support group meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can participate from anywhere in the country by calling 712-432-3900 and entering the code 796096. August 26 is the next meeting of the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana. This is a membership call and is open to everyone. 7 p.m. Eastern Time, call 605 475-6006 and enter code 294444. On August 26, Savvy will have a budget committee meeting at 8 p.m. Central Time at 669-900-6833 enter code 3572-595-193. August 27 is an ACB Next Generation Nationwide Organization Development Committee Conference Call at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you're 40 and under from anywhere in the country, you're invited to participate in this meeting and explore the possibility of organizing a national special interest affiliate within ACB. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter code 3572-595. One nine three. August 28 is the Bluegrass Council of the Blinds Peer Support Group Meeting. It's from noon to 2 p.m. at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. For more information, call 859-259-1834. On August 30 is the last GLCB roundabout of the month. Education and Technology from 3.30 to 5, Discussion Time 5 to 6, Dinner 6 to 7, Games 7 to 9.30 at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Looking ahead to some important dates coming up later in the fall and early holiday season. Mark your calendars for November 15 and 16. That will be the State Convention of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. 
We will be bringing you more details in the coming weeks, and we hope that you will plan to attend this exciting event. It will be held at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Rooms will be available at the Ramada Inn North, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville, and KCB will be providing transportation upon request between the hotel and the meeting site via Uber and Lyft. On Sunday, December 8, the ACB Radio Holiday Auction will be taking place. This will be the 8th annual auction, and it will be filled with lots of fun and surprises and lots of opportunities to support ACB. Be watching for more information on this event coming soon. And looking ahead to next summer, the 59th Annual American Council of the Blind Conference and Convention will be held July 3 through 10 in Schaumburg, Illinois, near Chicago. We'll be bringing you many details in the coming months. Start planning now to attend this exciting event. We know you will enjoy it. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.